Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Books and Batches. Not to be confused with Books and Bitches. <laughs> Today, I'm here. I'm Kristen, and I'm here with Erica and Maria. Sorry. So, Maria's dog is in the studio with us. It's a puppy that she just got, and the most adorable puppy, and she just yawned. And Erica, we've lost her. She I'm is TKO. <laughs> She's just looking at the puppy. When she first did it, so basically what, what she did was she yawned, and at the end of her yawn, she has like a little like I don't know how you explain what it is. But it's like a ah, it's like a yip. Know? It's a yip. It's a little yip. And goes, so, ah! yeah. <laughs> when she first did it at home, I thought it was like a one-off thing. She had just got up off a nap, or whatever. I was like, oh, that's so cute. But she does it every single time. Dude, I so love whenever her. she wakes up, so she will have that yawn. Cute. It's adorable. I and wish everybody could see. It. We gotta film this podcast. I know. You know what? Season two. Season two, we're going to film this podcast. We're going to try to. We're no, going to try. We're going to do it. I think this is season two, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. No. So season two, we're coming at you with video. Because if we say we do it, we're going to do it. Yeah, sure. The I mean, until we don't. The fact that we're doing this podcast alone <laughs> is enough for me to think we'll actually do it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't okay. think we were actually going to do this. So I was like, yeah, let's do a podcast. And, and then- what podcast is it? This is, uh, this is a books podcast. Oh, yeah. We yeah. talk about books. Uh, we talk about life. And sometimes we talk about both, right? Oh, and also we spoil them. So yep, if you have a problem with spoilers, I'm so sorry. Get mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. This week... We're talking, we haven't done nonfiction yet. This is our first. That is very true. This, this is, is our yeah. first nonfiction. Very first nonfiction book, which is super exciting. And this week we're talking about Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Oh, the queen. The absolute queen. Do you, do you know who Shonda Rhimes is, Erica? Uh, do I know who Shonda Rhimes is? <laughs> I had to ask. I'm so sorry. I'm basically Olivia Pope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I love me Olivia can you, Pope. Uh, can you tell the viewers? or <sighs> The viewers, Kristen? The viewers. You... Kristen, our listeners, can we tell them what? Can you tell them about Shonda Rhimes? What do you know? Shonda Rhimes, uh, she's the she's the creator, writer, director. I don't even know of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder, among are, many others. And uh, yeah, soon, those are the major. As ones. of recording this podcast, soon coming the Bridgerton series. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. coming for Christmas, series. which I want us to discuss. Oh, we will because it's historical romance is a big thing we should talk about one day. Um, anyway, Shonda Rhimes, but to me, so Scandal. I'm just going to talk about myself a little bit here. Scandal to me, I, I watched that show. Thing like everyone was like Scandal, Scandal, and I was like, all right, I got to watch Kerry Washington. I love her. Blah, blah blah. I watched Scandal, and this is the first, and I don't want to say only first, a few shows that I watched, and I weep. I mm. weep thinking that I will never be able to rewatch that show for the first time yes. again. Aww. Honestly, I'm the same. I, I am obsessed with I, that really? show. I have not, again, I mentioned this in the last <laughs> podcast. I have, I, I'm very bad at finishing shows. I have not finished Scandal. You don't need to. I know it goes downhill. I haven't watched <laughs> you it. You don't need to. I, when we used to live together, Kristen, I binged it on a one Sunday. Like you the remember. first season. You remember what I was like when we lived together. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, every yeah. Night. And then, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, scandal. I'm I'm right there with you. I constantly rewatch the first season, wishing it would be like the first time. I know because that show is that the one with Olivia Pope. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you, you, we watched the first episode. You had I made you watch the first episode. It's <laughs> smart. It's quick. It's like interesting. I mean, obviously, it's quintessential her, Shonda Rhimes. Okay, her yes. shows have a formula, absolutely. Right? So does and, her writing. But and yeah, exactly. Well, but but it's a formula that 
it's not plug and chug mm-hmm. right it's it's got like you can you can interlock different elements into it that like kind of make it feel a little different but it is a formula in essence and that's why those three shows which are notoriously like hysterically famous like yeah are so famous because it's her formula is never been done before and it's amazing well i would say that arguably i think shonda rhimes owns television yeah she has her own tgi uh tt yeah thank god it's thursday yeah, yeah her own thursday night it's, she's got shondaland baby like she is a queen and, she's she, a and queen. a queen among peasants <laughs> yes no one can compare in my eyes no one can compare shonda rhimes and what she does and i haven't watched Grey's anatomy but i know i'll get oh, hooked i'm obsessed and it's like what Shonda does is she gives us characters that are inherently flawed, but also just perfect as well. 100%. And there's a lot in this book. So Shonda Rhimes wrote this book, Year of Yes, where um, I could do like the... I don't think we need to do the one minute because it's... I it's, think in this case... It's a nonfiction. It's yeah. a nonfiction I and it's not like... I could just tell you what the book is about really quick. Yeah, go for um, it. So Shonda Rhimes wrote this book, Year of Yes, where... Basically, for an entire year, she decided to say yes to everything that scares her. Yes. And basically say yes to all of her commitments and just, like, do things that are out of her comfort zone. And this all started from her sister. Yes. They had a conversation, and her sister was like, well, you never say yes to anything. You're always saying no. Mm -hmm. You never give yourself a shot to even... I think they asked her to do a commencement speech or something at at a uh, university, and she immediately was like, no, I can't do that. I'm sorry. I'm so busy. I'm a mom. I'm a i'm a tv creator like i can't i don't have time for that mm-hmm. and her sister's like what what's the point of your life like you say no to everything right and at that point she decided you know what let me do one year where i say yes to everything yep and it turned into this like i would say movement within her life and just Absolutely. the book itself made me really like i it put me in a whole new perspective on life as well when i read it so it's it's a powerful book. I love I it. Totally agree. But in this book, she also talks about her writing and um, her characters and like what these things mean to her. She also like puts in her speeches, um, like the speeches that she wrote for the things that she does. And um, when you guys were just talking about like her characters that she writes, she always says that um, people say, "Oh, you you like to add diversity," and she's like, "Why are we calling it diversity? I'm normalizing." I'm not adding diversity just because I include, um, you know, black women or gay women and men. Like, that's just me normalizing television. That's and just I, you using everyday people. And I love that. And I love I love that she's able to do that in a way that's like insanely dramatized, but almost realistic. In a yeah. sense. She makes it entertaining for like, uh, I don't know. She makes it entertaining where yeah. it's like it's so dramatic, but it's so like real, too. Absolutely. And I would say her yeah. writing is within this book. If you listen, if you've watched any kind of Shonda Rhimes show, you don't have to watch a whole season. Just one episode alone of any of those shows will give you an inkling of how Shonda writes. Yep. The way she, like, I always think about um, the first scene in Scandal season one, when uh, Quinn is talking to Harrison mm-hmm. and Harrison's basically interviewing her. And the entire back and forth is so quick. Yeah. And so, like, well thought out. Just, uh, it was perfect. So that's actually how she writes this book. Yes. I have, that's a little, okay. I have a tiny expert of her talking about, like, just the word yes and, like, saying yes to things. And this is how it's written. This just gives you the idea of how this book is written. Yeah. So it says, 
yes to everything scary. Yes to everything that takes me out of my comfort zone. Yes to everything that feels like it might be crazy. Yes to everything that feels out of character. Yes to everything that feels goofy. Yes to everything. Everything. Say yes. Yes. Speak. Speak now. Yes, I say. Yes. And it's like those inner monologues where they're so like quick in her mind. Yes. And that's like the whole book. And it it moved. I don't know. Like I read this book in a day and it was like so quick. And I was like, dang, I, I could, this is a book I could keep reading over yeah. and over and get something from it. So how does this book differ from um, Yes Man? What? <laughs> Erica. You just threw a wrench at my head. You were like, yeah. yes, man, with what, Jim Carrey. Is what, that I that haven't one? even is seen that movie. I'm sorry, but that's the exact same thing. Is it Jim Carrey? Thing. Yeah. That's so... It's, it's the exact same thing. He just says he's forced to say yes to everything. But yeah, forced but, and yeah. choosing yes are two different things. And his is like dumb shit. Yeah. Isn't it like, <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, like, if my kid asked me yeah, to, no, like, fart upside yeah, down, I have to say her. yes. Yeah. For her, these are things that inherently get terrified her. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, public well, speeches terrified her and she didn't want to put herself under that kind of pressure. And so for her to actually choose to say yes, not that she was forced to, she told herself, right, why not give myself the chances? And she talks about no as well. Like saying yes to no is one of the chapters, I believe. Yes. So it's like, I keep saying yes, giving yourself <laughs> to permission to, to, t- to remove yourself from like toxic environments. And also she talks about like, when we get complimented as women, we're always just like the first immediate thing is for us to be like, oh, no, like, no, don't say that. Instead of just being like, thank you. Like, yeah. I agree. Or like, you know what I mean? We're yeah. bad at taking compliments. Mm-hmm. And I think that was another really. There's this cool is there. this is interesting for me because I this past year I've spent creating boundaries mm. and saying no. Yeah. Um, Because I say yes too much. Mm. So for me. Like, I would be, I'm curious because I'm going to read this book. I'm curious, like, how I'm going to digest it. Yeah. Because for me, like, I feel like I say yes to everything and I do too many things that I, I needed to start creating ba- boundaries that said, no, mm-hmm. I can't do this. I don't have time for this. Right. I need to prioritize my time over your time. Which mm-hmm. is important. And that's, you know, something that I don't think everybody does. No. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a lot of people that are, they say yes to the wrong things. Absolutely. And that's definitely mentioned in this book. And she yeah. talks about boundaries and like when it's like, even when she talks about her relationship and um, this man wants to, he wants to get married and she loves him. But the moment that she started saying yes to everything, she realized she didn't want that. And she said no to him. And she said, I don't want to get married. And that changed her life like completely. Like it opened, like I don't know. It just made her a lot happier in the end. So I think there is a really healthy balance. But saying yes to things like public speaking, like I'm terrified of public speaking. But if I put myself in that awkward and uncomfortable situation, I feel like something good could come out of it. I think people generally are scared to do things. Oh, yeah. And like, I think that's a very valid thing that she's talking about, like of just being terrified to say yes, to get up and like, even stupid things like go sing karaoke in front of people mm-hmm. or like I'll, I'll keep saying no to that go on a date or <laughs> and that too um, <laughs> <laughs> any anything like literally anything that people just generally don't do i say so, no a lot plans like i hate i don't know i say yes and then i keep dreading until i can finally say no yeah I'm like sorry i can't make it I think the epitome of me being a yes person is the fact that I have a pizza tattooed on my ass. <laughs> I forgot about never, that tattoo. And oh, the only yeah. reason I have that is because I went and my friend was just like, 
hey, you should get a pizza tattooed on your ass. And I said, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Yeah, I have like a, a bit of a balance between like, I really want to go out and do all these things, but I also like don't at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think it's tough to like to find the balance because so many people I think it's interesting because you have two different types of people. You have people who say no a lot and you have people who say yes a lot. Yeah. yeah. And it's finding the balance that we need to do as general people you know and i think that was the outcome of this book was in the end um you know like how do we find our happiness like what what do we do so there's a really good quote at the end of this book that says happiness comes from living as you need to as you want to um as your inner voice tells you to happiness comes from being who you actually are instead of who you think you're supposed to be so instead of like basically doing what everybody tells you whether it's get married have kids it's doing what you really want to do because it's what it's what you want to do and that's Mm. where your happiness lies it doesn't lie in what other people want for you i'll tell you what i will listen to whatever shonda ron says (laughs) speaking of listening brilliant i highly recommend you hear this book instead of read Mm. this book i'm i don't know about our listeners and how they feel about audiobooks in general uh, I come across this argument often on Instagram where people think that audiobooks are not considered reading. In my head, that's what? not okay. I don't. I don't agree. It absolutely. There is. are people who embrace debate. There's people who can't <laughs> even like people who yeah. can't access libraries exactly. in person or aren't able to actually read physically. It could be disabled disabilities. Exactly. It could be. There's a lot of things that could be an impediment to being able to read physically that audiobooks help and fix. Mm-hmm. So anyway, spiel aside. <laughs> This audiobook was perfection because, like Kristen said, she did a lot of speeches within that year to several universities and places that, you know, invited her to speak. And she said yes to. And rather than um, just reading it herself again, because she also narrates her audiobook, which makes it even better. That's amazing. The speeches in the audiobook are the original speeches that nice. she made. So they Love are the that. they are the yeah. recorded speeches from the day of. So Which are with, amazing. With the with the crowd cheering when they have to cheer and, and and just hearing her say it the day of with the annotation she had, it could be a cold day, you never know if she had a, a cold or whatever, but like it was so good hearing her speak her own words because yeah. we are so used to seeing her character speak her words. Mm-hmm. The That's way cool. she writes just ugh, it's so good i highly recommend this as an audiobook it's interesting too because when you watch those speeches she seems so confident and yes. like you're like wow she is rocking it up there like she's not scared and when you read this book she's like i'm afraid that snot's gonna come out of yeah. my nose and hit somebody in i'm the afraid front row. i'm gonna pee my pants yeah and i'm just like shonda <laughs> and you can't you even this. tell like it's it's amazing yeah you know it's interesting um sh- i didn't know this i just schooled it um she wrote crossroads she wrote Crossroads with Britney Spears. Yeah, no way. What? Yeah, she, there was a book version of it, and then she she wrote adapted into TV. The no movie way. Too. Can I tell you a story about that movie? I love that movie. I went to see it when I was like eight Same. with a friend of mine whose mom was like super, super, super conservative to the point where <gasps> she was like crazy, and oh, uh, she made us shut our eyes at one part because I think they were in their underwear. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm surprised she didn't just pull you out of the theater. I was in like, and- I, I literally left, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna hang back and go see an R-rated movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sneak into another movie. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't um, know that either. That's crazy. Crossroads, great, great movie. Never read the book though. I didn't even know there was a book. I didn't know. Was, I, didn't I forgot Crossroads existed until you said it again. Yeah. And then she wrote the screenplay for Princess Diaries too. Oh wow. Yes, I believe I knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. One thing Which I, is why I like it also, better than the first. 
Oh, sorry. Hot takes. Hot takes. I, I like it better than the first. I'm gonna say right. I, the hot takes there. I I don't know what I like. I think I like it better than the first one too because I think it has like established characters and like the love interest is a little bit more intriguing to me. Yeah, the love interest of the first one was stupid. It wasn't sorry. even like it wasn't. I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to start a fight here. But anyway, um, what I was gonna say about Shonda Rhimes is. 100% do this right now if you're listening to this podcast. Like, I don't even care if you pause this podcast and go do this, but it's something everyone should do. Listen to Shonda Rhimes' TED Talk. Um, about this. About this. It's amazing. She talks about work and like the hum and like losing. It's If you're feeling not inspired, I highly recommend going to listen to that TED Talk. Yeah, or it's read called this About This. No, the TED no. Talk? What is the TED it's Talk about the, yes. Oh, it's it about, about the it. book. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, Literal Erica. I... I wasn't sure. It's about this book, okay. which I don't have the physical copy of today. Um, so aside from all of the other things that she's done, Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, <laughs> Crossroads, apparently, um, Bridgerton. Yeah, I am coming. What is Listen, that? I've heard okay. all about it. I, we have to do an episode because I'm going to have my best friend Kate call in for this. Ooh. She is. She's a, she lives in uh, England. She lives in the UK. Which is a great perspective. My, my British bestie. Nice. Uh, I love Kate. <sighs> hi, Kate. Kate, you're hi. Listening, hi. Look at you with your shout out, Kate. <laughs> um, I want her to call in for this because Kate is has, I think, every copy nice. of <laughs> Julia Quinn's Bridgerton series. She can tell every single character if there's a specific little thing that happened in this book she knows what book it happened in like and so now with bridgerton coming if you haven't seen netflix is coming out with a series called the bridgerton series all about julia quinn's historical novel series of the bridgertons or whatever is it's this like, a family it's yes it's like a society kind of it's like london think of it london period piece um social circles a lot of gossip a lot of uh intrigue and like yeah. you know scandal <laughs> and so um a series is coming out with shonda and the the promo looks awesome Ooh. and not only that um something that i've noticed too is with historical romances is not very diverse as it is mm-hmm. uh historical romances tends to be very white Mm-hmm. Shonda's bringing in nice people of color. Yeah, the main guy oh, yeah. is black. Yeah, and I am, I am excited. Really? I am excited it? for it. Either way, the casting looks amazing. The costumes look amazing. Oh wow! And so I want oh, Kate is that? to talk about these the series with us. I think after I actually watch the whole series too, I'd like for us to discuss it. I really Absolutely. love the fact that Shonda's bringing in a diverse cast because. Um, when we talk about, or we when we think about historical romances of, or historical pieces, period pieces in general, obviously everyone's white, yep. yeah, right. Why does it f- fucking matter? Like, doesn't. if it's a good actor, why does it fucking matter? If you don't see color, like everyone, <laughs> every racist person says, I don't see color. <laughs> then why does it matter if the person's black? Yeah, and they're playing like yeah, or Asian or anything. or whatever, yeah. Indian. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm, I'm if you don't see color, then it I'm shouldn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. Hashtag not my Ariel. Like <laughs> fucking crazy, yeah. crazy people. Especially when that. it comes to just books and just like yeah. a story. Exactly. Who cares? I know it's a historical and like historically, you know, they were oppressed. Oh yeah, there was. Like, they wanted to be accurate, and it's like, but it's who like, cares? Fuck you. Like, shut up. I don't know, man. <laughs> There's an interesting um, thing like going on right now where where I feel like a lot of books are interjecting a lot of like um lgbtq people mm-hmm. in in their storylines um and there's a lot of uproar about being like being forced yes um 
or like on TV shows of being like, this feels forced that this person is gay yeah. or this feels forced that this. And I, what I would say for that, I would just tell them to go fuck themselves because <laughs> any time that we have representation is yeah. worth it. So actually, there's a really good quote about all of this in her book, in Year of Yes, where she talks about normalizing. She says, I'm normalizing television. She says, you should get to turn on the TV and see your tribe. And your tribe can be yes. any kind of person, anyone you identify with, anyone who feels like you, who feels like home, who feels like truth. You should get to turn on the TV and see your tribe, see your people, someone like you out there existing. Exactly. And I love that. I love this book. It's so good. She has so many great She's points so good. in this book. I will say this is one of my favorite books of all time. So that says everything. she's smart and she's like decisive and she creates like great television and Mm -hmm. you know pieces so i want to go home and and watch scandal again and she absolutely i want to watch it for the first time again (laughs) and And just do and she absolutely has her flaws that she talks about you know like being so consumed with her work like we all know people like this that are just work is everything and and that's what they're consumed by and she talks about how that could 100% be a negative thing, but it can also, it's like what got her to where she is mm-hmm. and it's what she cares. It's her hum. Like it's what, it's how she stays focused in her life. And I think that there's another like balancing thing there. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, Shonda's a bitch. A like, bitch. She is the bitch. She's like <laughs> She's queen boss bitch. bitch. Yeah. I fucking love Boss Shonda queen bitch. So is there, uh, is there something in your life? I'm going to ask you guys this question. We can end on this. Do you feel like there's something, Erica, do you feel like there's something in your life that you're saying no to that you should start saying yes to? I'm going to come to you next, Maria. So start thinking. I can't think of anything because this year I just like fucking opened it up. Yeah, you did. So sure did. I, I mean, I, I brought it up in the last podcast, but like me going to grad school, I think was something that I've been saying no to a lot. Ooh, that's a good one, actually, because um, that came out of left field. All of a sudden, Erica posted on Facebook, by the way, I'm getting my MBA. And we're all like, oh, OK, I didn't know you're trying to do that. Yeah, I think um, so. I have a television degree, audio, audio, radio degree, um, and I'm kind of like in a more uh, data driven role right now. I just kind of happenstance got here. And I now I'm trying to move up and I can't because I don't have a finance degree. I don't have a business mm, degree. Yep. So like I actually don't qualify for certain jobs because my my degree my Which my is so um, dumb. You learn everything on site. Like, yeah. So on. my degree actually doesn't have that. So I I figure if I get an MBA, then it kind of like moots my yeah general you know TV degree. Um. So I I've been pushing it off, being like I'm busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Um. And with quarantine, I was just like fuck this. Like. Mm. just fucking do it erica like nice. next year you're gonna kick yourself because you didn't do it this year so i just finally pulled the plug on it and i i uh put in my application and i got into syracuse university congratulations so syracuse good for you i'm so proud awesome yeah. maria do you have anything in your life you feel like you keep saying no to that you want to say yes to i kept saying no to my dog and then i got one <laughs> yeah uh, but no so this so book cute. i kind of wish is she doing good over there i can't see she's it doing great okay she's great seeping. um so i i wish this book came to me sooner Mm. because i keep saying this 2019 was the year that like changed my life oh absolutely and um in 2018 i needed this book yeah 2019 i was not in a good headspace and things were not good for me like mentally and with work and stuff i just wasn't happy and 2019 hit and i i decided to say yes to having a more positive outlook on my own life Mm. despite the negatives in it yeah so I said to myself, I'm going to stop being... I remember that. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to stop being negative. I'm going to start 
looking at what I have in life that's great and being grateful for it and living a grateful life. I know it's going to sound so new age and like <laughs> you and your crystals and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I get it. I know how it sounds, but when implemented in my life, it made a huge change. I like 2019 was a crazy year for me. Yeah. I got my dream job and I just like hit the ground running with good intentions absolutely and now i'm just reaping the benefits you manifested nice. the life i manifested the shit of my life so it was <laughs> good and it was yeah. the first year i did a actual vision board wow see it makes a difference it makes a huge difference it does me. kristen throw, yeah, yours. throw, throw it back um, at you i'll do it the same way you guys are doing what you ended up doing um so when i moved to tennessee i think that was the most scared i've ever been in my entire life uh leaving my family and just going like not across the united states but you know the furthest i've ever gone from home and I remember like before I left, all these bad things started happening and I was homeless in Tennessee for a week, literally. And it was really scary. And I thought, oh, maybe this is a sign that I shouldn't be here, but it's too late because I already quit my other job and I already moved. <laughs> like, you know, um, so that was something where I was like terrified to say yes to. And actually, this book had a lot to do with me just being like, hey, just say yes. Like, what's the worst that can happen? OK, you're homeless for a week. Like, this fucking sucks. But figure it out and i did and i, I was figure it out i was lucky that i had people in my corner like that's not the case for a lot of people yeah. i realized so i was like it just i don't know opened my eyes and made me very grateful and even the people i worked with that i hadn't met at all hadn't ta i talked to my that boss that i like maybe once and he called me and he was like do you want to stay at my house what can i do like how can i help you and it was like things like that that uh opened my eyes and made me realize that there are good people out there and saying yes to things opens that up i think that opens up a, an interesting point of like we are naturally problem solvers and mm. like you like if you get thrown in the ocean and you don't know how to swim like you're you're gonna figure out how to try to swim absolutely like you're not just gonna sink to the bottom like when you're presented like with something that's difficult or like you don't know where you're gonna live for a week mm -hmm. you're gonna figure it out yeah what are you gonna what do you think you're gonna do you're like just we're gonna shrivel up and yeah. die we're lucky like, to have to those resources living. yeah absolutely something i say all the time is like when i'm in a moment where of like utter stress and things are not going well mm -hmm. people are like, you're gonna you're gonna do it i'm like well yeah i had no choice yeah i'm, I'm going to you get have to through this what i always say is what is the worst possible thing that can happen Me in that too. moment so Me too. so if, if i have to give a presentation my biggest fear right <laughs> like present and i pitch ideas all the time at work that's part of my job but like pitching an idea is so scary to me the first thing i say is like what's the worst thing that can happen and someone's like oh they say no and i'm like no 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 the worst thing would be a bear rips open the door <laughs> comes into my house and bites my head off i bleed out on camera and die that's the worst thing that right because it's a zoom pitch not an in-person exactly pitch. <laughs> so in my mind i'm like oh well that's not gonna happen so I start going from there. I'm like, okay, what's the next worst thing that can? Oh, a plane crashes into that the side of the like building, causing a lot of anxiety for yourself. No, it helps though. It's just like that's the worst. If that's the worst thing that can happen, then me passing out is like <laughs> not as big of a deal because right. I'll survive. Yeah, you know. So like that's yeah. what I try to do. I I I don't do it for that kind of stuff, but yeah, I definitely <laughs> I'm a worst case. I think of worst case and best case, and I'm like, all right, mm. it's probably gonna fall somewhere in between here. That's true. I mean, you the odds are pick it up. I like odds. I <laughs> like looking at odds. Well, when Ooh. the odds are ever in your favor. That's a Hunger Games and we are not doing that today. Uh, does anybody have any other recommendations for good uh, nonfiction? Non I've heard that the Matthew McConaughey book he just I've heard it's put really out good. is really oh, good. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I got to check that out. Um, so I'm I, not it's on my Christmas list. Dude, Michelle Obama's book. Yeah, I, I was listening was to it because she reads it. It's really, really good. I want to. I have 
I guess, two nonfiction recommendations mm-hmm. if you want them. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows this one, but You Are a Badass. I listened to that one. Uh, I tend to like nonfiction audiobooks. Yeah. I think audio is easier for me to digest, especially if it's written by the author or narrated by the author. So You Are a Badass was pretty good. To, this is when like, my height of the depression part where like, I needed to do that boost. So that, and then if you're anything like me and like true crime or like scary, like just, you know, murder and serial killer shit, uh, Sons of Cain Ooh. is a book hmm. where uh, basically he goes through all of the uh, prolific serial killers or in general, just like this history of it. And it's, it's more, cool. it's more analytical and sometimes sound like a textbook, but it was very interesting. Well, I would say we didn't really talk about the genre much, but like nonfiction is so massive, right? You got like our biographies, our autobiographies are like what you're self-helps. talking about. Yep. So for me, self-help, I can read maybe one every two years. Yeah. It's just too much Same. for me. Whereas this book, The Year of the Yes, didn't feel like a self-help it did not. book because right. it was her journey and it was mostly like... Like, in the end, I definitely took a lot from it, but it didn't feel like it was shoving it down my throat. Yes. Be positive. Clean your room. Make yeah. your bed. Like, yeah, that's I something don't I had like a problem books. with with You Are a Badass was that it was, like like I was saying, for 2019, I manifest a lot of things in my life to be more grateful, but like the way the book was saying it, it was just like, you just have to, like, <laughs> take out all that energy and just replace it with fun ones. I'm just like, yeah, but, like, how? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I digress. We're going real far. Yeah. Uh, Year of Yes was really good. Highly recommend. Please pick it up on audio. Just not from Audible, because I know people don't really care for Amazon right now. So Oh, I forgot they're one of the same. Some great apps. Uh, Hoopla, Libby, Overdrive. Yep. Erica, Scribd. do you have any recommendations? Any of your favorite non-fictions? Uh, I don't really read a lot of nonfiction. You don't? No. I'm surprised. Uh, they're boring to me, and I... You should definitely read this one. I'm not a big self-help person because I don't feel like my life, like, sucks that much, so I'm good. I don't think it has to, though. (laughs) We're lucky. I'm kidding. (laughs) I want to jump across the table. And smack you. I'm just kidding. Well, she is I... the troll. This. <laughs> she is the troll under the bridge. I read a lot <laughs> under of the bridge. <laughs> she does. I read a lot of articles. Gosh, I don't read a lot so of books. Boring. Yeah. So I read a lot of like. Um. I read a lot of like the Atlantic. That's cool, man. So, like, well, on that note, (laughs) on that note, thanks for uh, joining us. Thanks for listening. Yes. Um, Let us know your favorite nonfiction. Yeah, Yeah, give us something good. I probably won't read it, but yeah, you can find us on Instagram books underscore n underscore batches. Nothing being unusual, bitches. Um, and leave us some comments, some messages. Our DMs are open, and we want to hear from you for sure. Uh, what are we doing next week? No idea. We don't know. You'll find out when we find find out. out. (laughs) Okay. Join us next week on another episode of Books and Batches.